Since 2007, the Paul Meredith team at CityCan Financial has prided themselves on providing a better mortgage experience than you'll get anywhere else. Paul and his team will guide you through the home financing process with professional quality advice, exceptional service, and mortgage rates tailored to meet your specific needs. Their goal is to treat all of their clients the same way they would if they were doing a mortgage for their own mothers. They want to provide you with a wow experience with your mortgage from industry-leading low rates to giving their clients the rock star treatment. The Paul Meredith team would love to have the opportunity to help you out on your next mortgage and show you why they have over 300 five-star reviews on Google. We at On The Way Home would like to acknowledge the original stewards of whose lands this podcast is recorded on. In York Region, we recognize we're on the traditional territories of the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and the Anishinaabe peoples, and that this is the treaty lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And in Vancouver, we acknowledge that we are on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, the Musqueam, Squahomish, and Tsleil-Waututh, whose presence on these lands continue to this day. Welcome to On The Way Home, a podcast dedicated to the issues surrounding homelessness and the incredible experts making a difference in the lives of homeless people. Remember to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening and share it with a friend. Now, here are Michael Braithwaite from Blue Door and Stefania Secha from the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness with today's guest. Welcome back to On The Way Home. We've got another great show planned. And of course, my great co-host as always, Stefania, how are you? Good, how are you doing, Michael? Good, good. We've had uh, the the snow continues in uh, Toronto, Ontario. And uh, well, we've talked about this before, the complaints continue too, but we need to remind people that, hey, well, you uh, might not like shoveling this. There are people waking up uh, to snow on their sleeping bags, sleeping outside in unsafe conditions. So we need to check ourselves and get involved and be part of the solution. And that's, hey, that's what part, that's, that's what this show is all about, awareness and education. And I know that you have set up a wonderful guest for us today. Can you tell us more about them? Yes, I am so, so excited to have uh, our guest today. Um, Her work uh, speaks for itself. She's just an awesome human and is so, so passionate about the issues uh, that I know we are here and passionate about uh, for this podcast. So let me introduce um, Bahar Shadpour. She's the Communications and Public Affairs Specialist at the Advocacy Centre for Tenants Ontario, a specialty community legal clinic serving tenants and fighting for safe, adequate and affordable homes. Welcome to the show, Bahar. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, so amazing to have you here. And we, we are so grateful for you taking time away from the life-saving work that you're doing. Uh, to start us off, why don't you tell us about your organization, the Advocacy, Advocacy Centre for Tenants Ontario, and the work that you do there? Absolutely. Well, I'll make it easier. Uh, We call ourselves ACTO, so you don't ever have to say that again. So um, ACTO, as Stefania mentioned, is a specialty legal clinic. So we're part of the uh, legal clinic system in Ontario. We're funded by Legal Aid Ontario, but uh, there's around 72 legal clinics and we're all um, nonprofit organizations um, uh, based within uh, our communities. And uh, there's a a few of us that have a provincial mandate like ACTO um, and ACTO specifically works on housing rights. 
so um, you know, we do a lot of public legal education. We do a lot of law reform work. Um, and uh, we run the Tenant Duty Council program, which is a, a provincial program uh, where um, self-represented tenants have an opportunity to speak to a tenant duty council on the day of their hearing to get some advice um, so that when they go um, to represent themselves, they at least have some sort of um, you know, legal information to be able to, um, to uh, kind of access justice a bit better. Um, and this, and you know, with this program, uh, our capacity is quite low to serve all Ontarians uh, that are going to the landlord and tenant board. So we do prioritize those who have a eviction hearing um, that day of their hearing um, at the landlord and tenant board. Uh, and um, you know, a lot of things that we do at ACTO, we have we're part of many coalitions across the country. Um, we ran the. Um, Right to Housing uh, Coalition, uh, pushing for uh, right to housing to be um, uh, legislated in Canada and for a national housing strategy. I think that was uh, over 10 years ago, which we got. So we celebrated that a few years back. Uh, and I myself, I um, work with a lot of coalitions and I uh, talk to a lot of tenants on the ground, a lot of you know, um, government officials, um, media, just anyone that's interested about housing and try to raise awareness about the issue on the ground that a lot of low to moderate income people face. Yeah, I'm such a fan of your work um, and the campaigns that you folks are doing over at ACTO. And, you know, as a as the resident Westerner on this podcast, I have a really good idea of what renters and tenants uh, struggle with in British Columbia, having experienced them myself firsthand. But what can you tell us about the rental housing sector? Like, what does it look like in Ontario and who are the renters in Ontario and what are they struggling with? Mm hmm. Um... Yeah, I mean, British Columbia, it's, it's, it's bad, but uh, in comparison, Ontario is probably the most unaffordable place to live if you're a low-income renter. So just uh, to give you some sense of the, um, the situation, the affordable rental housing crisis that we've been faced with for many years, uh, I just want to kind of put out some statistics for um, all your, everyone that's listening to understand the, the, the problem here. First of all, eight out of 10 metropolitan areas in Canada with the highest percentage of tenants paying unaffordable rents, it's in Ontario. So um, imagine what that means for people living across the province. Um, and 30% of households in Ontario are renters. Um, and although they represent you know, almost 30%, almost one third of the population of renters, uh, of um, sorry, the population of uh, Ontarians, uh, 64% of those renters, they are in what we call core housing need, which means that they're dealing with at least one of the issues related to housing adequacy, uh, affordability, and suitability standards. Um, and um, in terms of like the, the income that people have uh, who are renters, uh, almost 50% of renters in Ontario make less than $48,000. So not only do they live in one of the most unaffordable um, provinces, but they are um, uh, low-income um, households. And so um, when, when we look at how much of their monthly income they spent on rent, um, one out of five renter households are spending more than 50% of their income on housing. Um, and almost half of them of renters are spending more than 30% of their income on housing. 
Um, and one of the biggest issues here is that there is a lack of affordable homes. Um, we haven't had um, a, an increase in purpose-built rentals. That's what uh, we call um, those, you know, apartment towers where a lot of people that live on low income uh, incomes live. Um, and uh, we don't have a lot of social housing. Uh, the social housing that we have, the stock is in, uh, in a terrible state of disrepair. Uh, and the investments in social housing have been... Um, uh, almost non-existent for a very long time. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people don't have anywhere to go and they end up renting in the private sector. So uh, there's a myth in, uh, in Ontario, and I'm sure it's across Canada, but that low-income folks are receive a lot of subsidization for their housing, and that is not true. In fact, um, over 80% of low-income folks live in the private sector and pay rents to, uh, to private landlords. Um, and I just, uh, you know, before we, we get into the details of everything, I just kind of wanted to bring up the fact that there's a problem with, with data that we have in, in Canada. Um, we don't really know, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. We get CMHC is probably the most reliable um, uh, body that provides us with data. And this year with the pandemic, um, the data that they provided was just shocking. I mean, we weren't surprised, but it was shocking um, that so many renters are in arrears. They were not able to pay their rent, despite the fact that many people that lost their jobs may have uh, received SERP payments. But those payments are not enough when you live in Ontario. Absolutely, they're not enough. And it's, it's interesting. We've, uh, we've talked about this uh, as a group before when we were talking, some people uh, we're getting served and keeping Ontario works. And they said, the comment was for once, I feel like I might be able to make rent and mm -hmm. be a little comfortable for a while. But of course, you know, they weren't supposed to be doing that. It wasn't sustainable. Uh, and as we talk about uh, people sustaining their housing and uh, with people losing jobs, um, we see more and more evictions. You started a new campaign called Stop unsafe evictions. What can you tell us about the campaign and how can people get involved? Mm -hmm. um, so the stop unsafe evictions, um, we, we thought, you know, when, uh, when we met with um, a lot of our coalition groups um, and members, um, uh, especially the Ontario Alliance and Homelessness, we were talking about um, this growing need to uh, raise awareness amongst Ontarians uh, about the, the problem that a lot of people are facing with um, not being able to pay their rent and being evicted into homelessness. Um, we're seeing it, it's quite visible, it's out there. You know, if you walk around um, uh, Toronto, any actually uh, major city in Ontario and uh, rural communities, there are uh, encampments, there are people sleeping rough. Um, and uh, one of the reasons for this is be, uh, that um, people are have lost their jobs. And a lot of the, 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 the industries where um, those who make lower incomes, um, where they work, had been hardest hit by the pandemic. So hospitality, uh, food sector. And so when uh, with the Ontario Alliance and Homelessness and in support, of the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness, we put together the unsafe, stop unsafe evictions, where um, 
we're asking people to take action, uh, to send, uh, it takes 30 seconds to send an, uh, a letter to our premier, uh, Doug Ford, to reinstate a full eviction moratorium and to keep it there until the forces of the pandemic are over. Um, you know, we're in a second wave right now. It doesn't seem like things are going to um, be a, any much different. Um, the eviction, the partial eviction enforcement that was put in place in Ontario has been lifted in a lot of parts of the, the, the province. Um, and, you know, we know that housing is the first line of defense. And when people are forced into congregate living situations that they are, um, they, uh, they're at higher risk of getting um, um, uh, COVID. And, um, and, you know, if back to what we're talking about, it's so expensive to find housing, new housing in Ontario, that if you are evicted, there's nowhere to go. If you live on lower incomes, you are going to face homelessness, whether it's visible homelessness or invisible, where people are couch surfing, you know, um, you know, there's overcrowding situation. And so um, this um, this campaign has been endorsed by, um, a home, you know, shy of 100 organizations across the province. Um, and I strongly suggest people to just Google um Stop Unsafe Evictions Ontario. You'll find our, um, our URL. It's a, it's a mouthful, so I'm not going to try to say that <laughs> right now, but you'll find it. Just, um, you know, take action if you believe in this, uh, this call to action so that um, we can see some, uh, uh, some supports on the ground for folks. Absolutely. I want to walk back a little bit. You talked about the eviction moratorium. Um, what, why do we need that? Like, why is there sense for that? And what do you say to folks who, who really don't know about it or people who are on the fence about supporting the cause? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, we hear this all the time. Uh, you know, eviction prevention, we know this. Eviction prevention is our, the best way to deal with homelessness. And we have a homelessness crisis in most of our cities in Ontario. Um, and we have a affordable rental housing crisis. This has been the situation for many years. And now we have a pandemic crisis on top of that. So, um, you know, I, I, a lot of times we talk about compassion. It's, it's, it's the right thing to do for governments to support um, people that need the, the help, but I'm going to take it the, uh, from a different direction and talk about the fact that, um, you know, homelessness costs our society and economy a lot of money. A few years back, the Canadian, uh, Canadian Mental Health Association of Ontario, they released a study that looked at the average annual cost of homelessness, and they measured the cost to Canadian society. It was a really broad spectrum of elements that they looked at, like the cost of supportive housing, substance use treatment, um, hospital admissions, emergency, um, justice sector involvement. And they found out that um, excluding medication, so that would be extra, overall cost per person ranged from about $56,000 per year in Canada's three largest cities. Homelessness is expensive and it 
impacts um, our, you know, our services, public services and the economy. So, you know, you have reduced con consumer spending, the shelter systems get overwhelmed. So do the healthcare system. So it's just the smarter and most more cost-effective way than the government trying to deal with an even larger homelessness crisis. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Very, very well put. Um, when, the, when the pandemic first hit, the government was quick to work with others around our work with banks and, and say let's make sure we support people with mortgages uh with relief but not so much with rent and so thinking about um could a rent relief program in ontario be something that would be of great support uh during the pandemic for people absolutely um the government's emergency serp um does not did not help Ontarians the way um, I think they were hoping it would because rents are just too expensive. So there are two things that we're calling for at ACTO. Um, and this is uh, not just us, you know, um, many organizations across the, the province um, and in other uh, provinces in Canada are asking for very similar um, supports. But in Ontario specifically, we need our government to step up and to introduce a new rent relief program that's going to help tenants during these, this uh, pandemic crisis. Um, there hasn't been uh, any rent relief program uh, put in place. Um, and this kind of program we think should be accessible to all households that need to pay their rent. Um, and it needs to be tenant centric. Uh, and and by, by that, I mean that it needs to allow tenants to have that direct payment so that they can decide whether they pay their rent arrears or a lot of tenants might not have been have fallen into rent arrears because they paid their rent and then they took on a lot of debt in order to pay for their other you know life necessities so a program a rent relief program that really um, puts tenants first uh, based on income of course uh, would be really useful um, and, you know, this financial support, I think, is going to really um, help people uh, pull themselves out of the deep levels of poverty that we're seeing people fall into in Ontario. Uh, and that's uh, really, that's what we're calling for. It's really basic. Um, there's not much to it. And uh, what we are hoping for is that the government just uh, steps up and takes that um, uh, bold action to support the, the most vulnerable Ontarians. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've done a really incredible job of kind of painting a picture of what's going on in Ontario, particularly on that data side, well, with the best available data that we have. Um, I'm wondering if you can, you know, speak to that housing pre precarity and that connection or interconnected uh, relationship with homelessness. I think, you know, it's important for people to understand how that loss of housing, how that 
uh, precarity is so devastating for people at any time, but particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, um, uh, you know, there's, there's so many studies and so many um, experiences of people living with housing precarity out there. Um, I encourage everyone to kind of do a little bit of search and read about real life stories of people who have faced um, evictions. Um, and a lot of, you know, when you're evicted into specifically in, a, in, a, in cities that there is nowhere to go. So eviction into homelessness, it is traumatic. It is a traumatic experience for the individual, for their families. You know, children never forget that the day that they were evicted. Um, and you know, we we I think um, it's really uh, important to to um, listen to the experiences of individuals because um, you know it's it's easy for me to paint that picture, but when an individual talks about the 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 impact that it has had on their mental health, on their um, on their credit history. Um, the impact that it has had on their educational outcomes, on their ability to access services. You know, when you're when ev- evicted into uh, homelessness, when those cities are facing a homelessness crisis, a lot of people don't even have the, the opportunity to, to um, get supports from a homeless shelter because they're overwhelmed. And um, you know, I think there's uh, some promising signs that we're seeing with with uh, the public, where you know, at least in Toronto and surrounding areas, there's been a lot of encampments, um, and and before the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of people were possibly you know going to shelters. A lot of people were um, were out of sight, uh, and now everything is more visible, and um, and it's 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 unacceptable that 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 situation but at the same time the larger I think public is starting to realize what is actually going on um, within our our society and what the the situation that people are dealing with and so a lot of these encampments that have popped up we're seeing a lot of supports for um, for those uh, in the encampments as well as um, you know uh, ordinary uh, residents uh, speaking out and calling their um, their counselors and calling their MPPs to to demand some action, um, and this is especially problematic during the pandemic because housing is our number one defense against the spread of the the uh, the virus. And if we can't deal with housing, um, this this pandemic crisis is going to continue. Absolutely. I mean, when the first message to come out of the campaign was stay safe, stay at home, very hard to stay safe when you don't have a safe place to call home. It is connected. You are doing incredible work, you and the team. Where can people go to find out more about it and more importantly, get behind the work and support it? Thank you so much. Well, I uh, strongly suggest you visit our website. We can be found at www.acto.ca. And if you have Twitter, you can find us at Tenant Advocacy. And if you are an Ontarian who needs legal supports, um, please find your nearest uh, community legal clinic who can help you to, um, to understand your rights and to, if you have a hearing, to be able to get some uh, legal advice. 
Absolutely. Well, Bahar, thank you again so, so much for joining us today and sharing your very, very busy schedule with us uh, so people can learn more about ACTO and the work that you're doing um, and the important uh, mission to the, stop those unsafe evictions. And I'm so glad my organization is, is working with you. It's been such, uh, such a great uh, time of learning for me out here and to learn more about what you're doing. So thanks again. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show and uh, you guys are doing great. I listen to your podcast all the time. So continue the awesome work. Thank you. Well, that was really, really enlightening. Like it's, it's funny, you know, I read about this in the news, uh, work in this, in this sector, but it's so important to have folks like Bahar on who can really speak to and paint such a like um, detailed picture of what's happening right now in Ontario. Absolutely. And here's something else to consider with evictions that and I'm sure, you know, we, we could have covered this too, is that a number of people who get an eviction notice just go, okay. Yeah. And they leave. I mean, very, the people that there's so many people that need legal support and, and will fight. There's a lot of people that have no idea they can or not. Mm -hmm. So they leave in unsafe conditions. And, um, you know, as Bahar mentioned, it is, you know, not only is it costing lives and, mm -hmm. and people's health, but it, it is. And when we speak to a conservative government, always you want to talk about not only that, but how this is the economic uh, better economic way forward because it's much more expensive to house people in emergency housing and to rehouse them later. Yeah, I know. I, as much as I appreciate that economic case, I, I get so frustrated because I'm like, we, we shouldn't even need it. You know, like at the end <laughs> of the day, this is the right thing to do. No one, I think it's, it's hard to appreciate the power dynamic between a landlord and a tenant. And, and when a landlord, sure, they have their own issues, uh, definitely have their own problems with it. But at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. There is so much more on the plate of the tenant, you know, and such a disrupt to their lives. Um, when they're already trying to make things work and to pay their bills to, to lose your home is just something that I wish on no one. And I just wish that um, it was sort of a no brainer for leadership, uh, particularly Ontario to, to get on this, um, see that there's a case for it and that there's just unnecessary pain being caused to, to people who are, who are already living in, in tough situations. Well said, well said. Well, another great show, another great guest. We are so fortunate to always be talking with uh, these leaders and heroes in the community doing life-saving work. And today's guest was no exception. Thanks for making that happen, Steph. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you next week. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. A quick reminder to subscribe to the show on any platform you're listening. And if you'd like to find out more about Blue Door, visit bluedoor.ca. To get more information about the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness, go to caeh.ca. See you next time. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. 
produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.